Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Johnson, pastor of Transform City Church right here in Richmond, Virginia. This is the You Can Transform podcast, where you can hear sermons taught by me, my beautiful wife, Pastor Quiana Johnson, and our ministerial team that will help you learn who Jesus has called you to be, heal from what's happened to you in your past, and become all that God has called you to be in your life. Because no matter what you've been through, your life is not over. There's still more ahead of you. So tune in every time that one of these posts to hear sermons that will change you, transform you, help you to catapult you into the destiny that Jesus has for you. We love you. Tune into this episode. The word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Wednesday, I believe Wednesday night, uh, the Lord woke me up at 415 and I said, really, Lord? And so I, I laid there, and usually I get up to go to work around 8. Um, and so I, I, I woke up at 4 and could not go back to sleep. And I don't know if you, any of you have ever had that experience, but I woke up and I was wide awake. Like you have no bit of sleepiness in you saying, what in the world is going on right now? And then the Lord began to just speak to me and download and download and download and download. And, and I said, all right, God, download and download. And I thank God for it because there's many people that want to hear the voice of the Lord and they, they haven't developed the ability yet. But I just was laying there and I said, oh, my God, Lord, there's so much. How can I even put all the pieces together? And this is I was going to teach something else prior to this Sunday. And then the Lord gave me this and he gave me so much more. So over the coming weeks and months, as the Lord lead me, I will. But I want to try to write, wrap up life skills and I may not get all to it today day. Um, but I want to talk from the subject of phases and stages. Phases and stages. So today I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to read some, but then I'm going to give you some references. Amen. That you can go back to and read in your own time. Amen. So phases and stages. So let's go to Genesis 8. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 8. Genesis 8. Genesis 8. And 20. Genesis 8 and 20. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Genesis 8 and 20. And I'm reading, I'm going to be reading from a couple of different translations. So I'm giving you three main scriptures I want you to focus on uh, for this teaching. Genesis 8 and 20. It says, And Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean four footed animal and every clean fowl or bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. When the Lord smelled the pleasing odor, a scent of satisfaction to his heart, the Lord said to himself, I would never again curse the ground because of man. For the imagination, the strong desire of man's heart is evil and wicked from his youth. Neither will I ever again smite and destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Okay? Noah comes out of the ark. Everybody knows that story. You know that if you've been saved or been in church at any point in your life. Noah comes out of the ark. When he comes out of the ark, he immediately offers God a sacrifice. He comes out and said, God, you've kept my family. You brought me out of this thing. So now let me offer you a sacrifice. The Bible says that the sacrifice was pleasing in the nostrils of God. And so the Lord put out a decree. He says, I will never destroy the earth by water again. He, then he says, he says, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. Cold and winter it shall not cease, right? And so we find something here. We find the construct 
of faith. He said, and the reason that I do this, let me back up. He said, the reason I do this because the intentions of man's heart is always bent towards evil. And so the Lord says, in order to, to help man out, I'll set up phases and stages. So we, we can infer from this scripture that before Noah came out of the ark, there was only one season. If you read, the, the Bible says that there'll be times when there'll be winter, there'll be times when there'll be summer. That we, we never hear anything about winter mentioned before this point in scripture. We, ne we, don't, see, we don't see extreme temperatures. We don't, we don't hear anything about the Lord saying there'll be fall, winter, spring, and summer. We just hear the Lord saying that he created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. Then the Lord says, I, I had y'all in this one place. I put you out of the garden. I told you to go and populate the earth. You go out and populate the earth. He says, but there's something that happens with man that their heart is always bent towards evil. He says, I know what I'll do. As long as the earth, how I can avoid ever having to destroy the earth by water again? I will institute phases and stages of creation, of life. There'll be a season where it's winter. There'll be a season when it's fall. There'll be a season. I, and for them not to just destroy themselves with their foolishness, I got to institute phases and stages in their life. He says, don't, and, and what the scripture says, it says, and I will never, he says that, uh, let's, he says, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the imagination, the strong desire of man's heart is evil and wicked from his youth. It sounds very much like uh, what, what David says. He said, I was shaping in iniquity. David says, even when I, and then Paul says it before he met Jesus, he says, in, in, in Romans, the, uh, the seventh chapter, he says, when I wanted to do right. Though nobody ever accused me, see, Paul says, though nobody ever saw me doing wrong, wrong was still in me. Come on, that's good news for us. Some of us got everybody fooled, but the Lord still knows it, and you still know it. Don't deceive yourself. Come on, people be like, I, well, I, Lord, the Lord know my, no, the Lord know you, and you know you. Come on. But the Lord said that I know this about mankind, so how I can help them out to be able to do my will and not lose their, their, their favor with me is that I will institute phases and stages because there's something that they can only learn in seasons and phases and stages of life. Amen. So let's go to another one. So you wrote that one down. Now let's go to Romans 1. Romans 1. Romans 1. Romans 1 and 16. Romans 1 and 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. He says that the glory of God, the, excuse me, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. There is no person on this earth that knows everything that God wants them to know about him. Don't let no, bush, no bishop, no apostle, no preacher, no person that says they have divine revelation say that they got a patent on God. Because the Bible says, in lamest terms, for the purpose of what we're talking about today, that the righteousness of God, right standing with him, how you can walk like him, talk like him, be like him, it's revealed from faith to faith. It's revealed from stages and phases. God says, I don't let you get it all in one setting. 
because of what I did in Genesis. He says, how you can walk with me and how I can keep your heart from, from as, as, as I would almost call it iniquity, so you won't be bent towards evil, is I give you pieces of it, pieces of it stage by stage and phase by phase. He says, even my righteousness is real. That's why we can't, we can't beat up on baby Christians that just gave their life to the Lord for what they're doing. Why? Because righteousness is revealed in stages and phases. And so they got a phase of it now. Just keep walking with them. And watch as God reveals himself more, they'll change more. Because they can't handle it all right now. They can't handle it all right now. They didn't gave their life to the Lord. And you tell them, now listen, you know, the Lord in the kingdom, we don't go to the club. Can't go to the club no more. Well, pastor, I'll see you next time. I'm, I'm going to... Come on, they not at this. And some, and some believers will get mad at them. But understand, it's in stages and phases. Now, they may not be able to lead, they're not ready to lead yet, but they're good enough for the kingdom. And you love on them until you see change happens. Because the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Hallelujah. Last scripture that I want you to, to, to focus in on for this teaching. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18, he says, But we all, with open faces, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into that same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So it says the Holy Spirit makes you more like Christ from glory, excuse me, from faith, from glory to glory. It says that the Holy is I walk with the Lord. I become more like him, but he only does it in stages and phases. Because some people will have you to believe they get up one morning and they just like Jesus. I remember somebody telling me before, she said, um, uh, do you think, this is before I was a pastor, she said, do you think that it's possible uh, that you can do everything right and never sin ever again? I said, well, biblically, I don't believe that because of the frailty of man that we ever get to a place where we never have to come to God and say, Lord, I repent, right? Because to, to not sin means that you never think nothing wrong. You, never, you obey God perfectly, meaning to the, the mind, because the Bible says to, for him to know what it is to do and not to do it, it is sin. So that means if the Lord told you to give a dollar to, a, to someone on the street and you don't do it, you've just sinned. Because she said, well, my pastor got to the place where she don't sin no more. I said, wow. Wow, she don't sin at all. I said, wow. And, I, and, 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 and in light of this scripture, the Lord says, no, I reveal you become more like me in stages and phases. So that means that there's never a place where you can say, I've gotten it all from the Lord. I've gotten it all. I'm just like him. And the Bible even says that it does not appear what we shall be. But when he comes, we shall see him as he is, meaning that we can't fully reflect Jesus until he comes again. Because we see him, this scripture says, through as, as through a glass. And so he can only reveal because, and, and let me just say this, and this is a powerful, I heard T.D. Jake said this years ago, that you can't handle all the glory of God in one setting. It would explode your being. So the Lord says, I know I got to give you bite by bite. It's just like when you have an infant baby. You know when you, my mom used to get on me and say, you packing that boy's mouth, he going to choke, right? Because I'm taking that oatmeal, and I'm like, get it in there and just eat it, right? 
And so, but you know, as a baby, you got to give them, and you know Devon, because you know we've been out with Devon for, Devon is the, the anti-choke police. Devon go take his kid's food and he go chop it up to a small. You said, the boy 10 years old. No, no, he go choke on it. I said, Greg, dang. And we'll go out, Devon, even with Brandon. Is that too big for him? I got this. He all right. He, he, he can handle it. Amen. But God does it with us because he knows all his kids. And he says, listen, I know that Brad can't handle but this much of my glory right now. I can reveal this much to him. It's not that I won't reveal more. It's not that I don't have more for him. But in this phase, this is what he can handle. And when he handles this, and only the Lord can decide. You can't promote yourself or get God to change what's happening in the stages and the phases because he knows more. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. And so he says, no, I got to keep you at this stage right now because I know, I know that 10 years in a row I need you here. So this phase is vitally important for you to get to this one, that it'll all add up to getting here. Hallelujah. If you're taking notes, God has designed our lives and assignments to occur in phases and stages. These stages and phases prove our character. They prepare our heart. And they progress the natural time order to play to the place that it is ready to receive the gifts God, the God, the gifts God gave us. Let me say it again. God has designed our lives and our assignments to occur in phases and in stages. These stages and phases prove our character. They prepare our heart and they progress the natural time order to the place that is ready to receive the gifts God gave us. So let me explain that. So everything that God wants to give you has already been given. But there is a time code in time for when you can receive it. And every, it's just like Super Mario Brothers, every level that you, that you pass, every level that you clear, then you're able to move on and you get closer to getting to the princess. And so the Lord says, every, the reason that I have you in stages and phases, uh, phases is because it changes you in the process of getting where I'm taking you to. And just when you think you've gotten there, I'll show you that is another phase or a stage you need to get to. And so you have, I've seen my son is in a stage now where he's playing Sonic and Super Mario Brothers like we did when we was young. And he beating levels I ain't seen, I never saw, right? And while he's doing it, he gets frustrated sometimes because he says, Dad, I'm stuck on a, on a level. And as bad as I want to get to the next one, I can't go any further until I complete this one. And sometimes it make him cry. He'd be so mad he want to throw it down and say, forget it. But something in him keeps pulling him back to the game to try again. The Bible says that God has set eternity in our hearts. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb. And the Lord says there's something that keeps pulling you back to me. Because you know that a stage and a phase is for your good and not for your detriment. It's not to make you angry. It's perfecting in you. And the Lord says it, it, it's perfecting your character. It's perfecting the time code. Because the Bible says in Psalms 139 that all the days of my life are written in your book. God says, I know that you needed this stage to get you to the end result. That's why the Bible says, Romans 8, as we pray in the spirit, that all things work together. Meaning that every stage and every phase you find yourself in that's in alignment with the order and the will of God, it's necessary for where you're going next. God don't let you skip levels. There is no cheat code in Mario that allows you to skip and get all the way to King Cooper. 
There's no level to skip. You got to go through it because you're developing skills along the way. Thank you, Lord. It is never out of order, uh, out of season, as long as we are following the steps that God has ordered for us. It is never out of order or out of season as long as we are following the steps that God has ordered for us. So the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So if I'm walking in, in, in the steps that I know God has called me, I've heard God's voice and I'm doing what God told me to do. If it's frustrating, it's supposed to be. It's never out of order and never out of season. If, I'm, if, if I know that I'm walking in the will of the Lord for my life, and it's making me angry and it's frustrated. It's a part of the stage and the phase. It's a part of it. <laughs> it's a part of it. He, he's saying, he said, no, 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 you mad. And it's okay to be mad. My son get mad playing the game. He playing it right now. He get mad playing the game. But it's a part of the order of where you're supposed to be. And so we talking about, Lord, maybe my season passed. No, 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 no. You in the right seat. You know this. Did God tell you to do it? Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, it's just not happening the way. I, you're in the right place. I got to get through this stage in this phase. Lord, you won't allow me to violate because you said as long as the earth remains until Jesus comes again, there's got to be seed, time, and harvest. There's got to be cold in winter. It's got to feel like everything is dead. Yet I still believe. It got to look like some things are blooming but it's not ready to eat yet. And I got to keep on walking in it. It's got to look like everything is falling apart. Every tree is falling off the, off the every leaf is falling off the tree. And yet I still got to believe God. Am I in the will of God? Yes. I'm just going through a stage and a phase. And here's the thing about stages and phases. It is never over until you depart this life. Because some of us want to get, and I heard Apostle Brian Meadows say this years ago, some of us want to get stuck in summer. Let everything be in bloom all the time, Lord. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. And the Lord says, guess what? How life operates is that you're going to be up sometimes, but a valley is coming. Because after you get out of that phase, there has to be a valley again. If you keep living in this earth, winter is coming. We're enjoying the hotness of summer right now. But as long as you're in this earth realm, winter is coming again. You can't throw away them snow boots. Come on, that de-icer. You can't throw it away because it's coming. It's a part of the order. And when you fight against order, you're really fighting against God. And he's saying, I'm trying to make you and give you exactly what I told you. But you're fighting the phases and stages because it's hard, because it's unpleasant, because you don't like what you see. But it's all for your good. For it, we quote it all the time, Jeremiah 29, for I know the thoughts, God, you think towards me. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give me a hope and a future. But then we said, but wait a minute, Lord, why are you doing that? Leave the phases and the stages out of it. Just get me there. And the Lord says, I will not violate my word. He says, I will not. I need, he says, I, my covenant shall I not break, nor alter the things that have gone out of mouth. Genesis 6, he says, as long as this earth remains, 
there shall be seed, time, and harvest. He says, because you will be destroyed without it. Y'all need phases and stages to become all I need you to be and to keep you in the earth realm. Hallelujah, because we would kill ourselves if we got all that we wanted in the time that we wanted it in. So I am going to thank you, Lord. So I'm going to a teaching on this. That's the foundation. So there are pieces in your assignment when you find the will of the Lord for your life. There are certain things that will always be included. There will always be people. When God is dealing, let me say it this way, when God is working with you, preparing you for your assignment, leading you in your assignment, three things that you always have to watch that are for all of us. People, your money, your words. People, your money, your words. I probably won't get to all of these today. Amen. People, your money, your words. And these are the three most frustrating parts of our lives. Would y'all agree? People, your money, your words. These are the key. The Lord, and he said it so plainly to me, showed me this diagram at 4.15 in the morning, Jesus. He said, these is what's stopping my people. This is what's causing them to stop moving forward because they don't understand that this is a part of the order for there to be stages and phases. It won't always be springtime. And then even when you make it through one season, there's another season coming. Again, winter has to come again because it's a part of your making process. And all of your seasons will include people. It will include, I will deal with you and I will hold you accountable for people, for your money, and for your words. Hallelujah. So let's start with, your, with people. People. People, the thing that throws a lot of us off, the reason why a lot of people have left uh, the church uh, left churches and left God is people. Um, one thing that we were talking about, we had a, a, a conference call uh, with Apostle Carpenter's leadership this week, and we were talking about a book that we're all reading together. And one of the part, uh, uh, we're reading a book by Sam Chan, and one of the things Sam Chan says about organizations is that organizations are, are mostly destroyed in the middle. Not the bottom, not the top, the middle. And, one, and they asked, well, what, what type of revelations have, have any of you gotten from God uh, at, by that statement? And I said, one of the things that come to my mind is church, right? Um, because I heard Bishop Jake say years ago uh, that God, that people, when they come to your church, they meet your people before they meet you. And I said, I think about all the people that I've known over the years who have left church, not because they had a falling out with the pastor, but they had a fallout with somebody that was in his leadership. Not that the pastor did them wrong, but somebody in the church did them wrong. And so, and, and I talked about how I've seen also where pastors refuse to deal with people in their leadership because though you may be good at a task, you may not be good with people. And if you're not good with people, though you may be good at a task, you're running people away from the very thing that we're trying to draw them to. Right. And so it's, it's the same thing we have to as as kingdom citizens, we have to learn how to get along, how to manage, how to love, how to deal with the people in our lives. Right. And here's the thing. When you don't understand something, you'll mismanage it. Right. So let me break this down for you. Right. So we're talking about stages and phases. So a scripture you can reference is Numbers 11. Numbers um, 11. Right. Let's start there. We're talking about people. Numbers 11. All right. So there are different types in every stage of your life. 
there will be in phase of your life there will be different people as you fulfill your assignment go about your assignment with god there will be uh, people that come into your life numbers 11. The, in numbers 11 the bible uh, the children of israel have just got out of egypt pharaoh is now drowned in the red sea all his people are in the red sea right and so now they are leaving out of egypt and so the first thing that the people do is say moses what we gonna eat <laughs> you know some some of us you know there were people of color soon as we go on a trip when we stopping to eat somewhere what we, we gonna eat what y'all want for lunch right so they go to moses and say what are we gonna eat Moses prays to the Lord, and the Lord sends them manna. So when every stage and every phase of your life, there will, there will be people that come into your life that represent manna. Let me explain, because we get frustrated here, right? So you got, you got the assignment, you're trying to do what God called you to. And so people, people will stop us from doing our assignment because we get frustrated at, at their response to what it is God has called us to do. And so all of us have to go through a phase or a stage where we are manna in the sight of other people. So let me explain that to you. So the word manna in Hebrew means what is it? <laughs> Though you may have a great gift, you may have a great assignment, there is always going to be people in every stage, in every phase that has a sit back and see approach with you. They don't understand yet what God has called you to do. And I kind of told on this a, a while ago that they will look at it and say, what is it? And so we get frustrated and say, don't you see that I'm anointed and God has called me to do something? Don't you see that my, my services that I'm offering in my business is great? No, no, no. Don't get frustrated. It's a part of the phase and stage. There is going to be people that see you as manna. They're trying to figure out what is it? What is it that you have to offer? What is it? We think we clear. Don't you see how the Bible says that, that, that and thank you, Pastor Queen, the Bible says in Numbers, the 11th chapter where we are, it says that the, 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 that, the, um, that the manna, it shined like a precious stone. They would get up in the morning after the dew rose and they would see manna on the ground. And they looked at it and said, manna, what is it? The very thing that God has sent to nourish them, there were people at first that couldn't recognize what it was. They prayed for something. They're looking at it, but still saying, I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm eating none of that because I don't even know what it is yet. And so we can get so frustrated and give up on what God told us to do because people have not yet recognized that we're the very thing that they prayed for. And we frustrated. Forget it, God. Call somebody else to do it. Lord, get somebody else to do the business because they're not responding the way I, they tell me something. What is it? Don't they see my brand? And the Lord says, be quiet and understand the phase that you're in. That there are people that's going to look at it and say, manna. Because what God gave was perfect, but something was wrong with the way they were perceiving it in that moment. They prayed and said, we need something to eat, something to sustain us for the journey of the life we're on. And God sends it, and they look at it and say, what is it? 
Some of us are the answer to what this world has been praying for in some arena. And, but we're still in the phase of our life where people are still saying, what is it? It's not that it wasn't perfect in God's because it was the perfect nutrition that they needed. God gave it perfectly. Yet the perception of man sometimes in different phases and stages of your life are still, what is it? And if you allow the what is it to stop you, you'll never do what God called you to do. You got to survive this season where everybody looking at it and saying, what is it? They ain't made up their mind about what you've been given. If it's even worth them, even their time. And you praying, Lord, let this season change God. Maybe this ain't. God says, no, this is the season and the stage and the phase that you're in. Trust me through it. And let them say, what is it? Because one, in one season, they'll be saying, what is it? But the next chapter over, they're eating. But can you survive the what is it? They grinded and making meal. They grinded and making cakes. The Bible says that when they began to grind it up and make cakes out of it, it was the sweetest that they had ever had as if it had a whole bunch of ingredients instead of it just being one thing. The taste of it met their palate. But you got to survive the what is it seasons in your life. Most times when people, most times when people ask God for something, they don't recognize it when it comes. We can look at the life of David. <laughs> Jesse had the king of Israel living in his house. Yet he said, what is it? Samuel comes to anoint the next king. And he calls all of his boys, all seven, and leaves the eighth in the field. And he says, Samuel says, is there another boy? Because ain't none of these it. And he says, I got the youngest boy, but he's manna. Surely manna couldn't be it. The Bible says that one of the reasons that the rulers are and, and, and the teachers of religious law didn't receive Jesus because they thought that the king was coming riding <laughs> and he was coming with, wrapped in gold and all that. So when Jesus came up, the son of the carpenter, and they saw him coming and starting to do miracles, they said, he's doing a lot of stuff, but manna. He says, I am <laughs> the bread of life. You can't recognize it because though it's what you need, there'll be seasons. The Bible says that even his brother said, oh God, help me, Holy Spirit. When, he, when Jesus was about to go to a wedding and he said he wasn't going, his brother says, if you're trying to become a big figure, you got to go out and you got to be seen before the people. Jesus says, you can go at any time. But my time has not yet come. He says, I'm still in the seasons where people are saying, manna. Because it was after that that he was baptized in the Jordan River, and it was announced before everybody that he was the son of God and whom God was well pleased. But even Jesus had to go through a season when, when people looked at him, they said, manna. He was in a, Jesus, the Bible says that, after his parents rebuked him for staying behind in the temple, that he grew in favor. He submitted himself. Really, he was submitting himself to the phase and stage that he was in. That it ain't time for me to be revealed yet. It's time for me to submit myself. And, and while let people look at me and say, there's something different about that boy, manna. But it'll be revealed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Esther. 
Esther was taken as, 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 as the, uh, the king's new wife. And though others looked at her and just saw a beautiful girl, in one season when she was being groomed, she was hidden. All they could say is, manna. But then she would save the life of the nation of Israel. Then we have another example is Paul. <laughs> the Bible says that when Paul first was converted, that a lot of the believers went rocking with Paul. They said, this one that was killing us is now teaching the word. So they had to go through a season where Paul was manna. What before we before we invite him into this church? Wait a minute, let's make sure that this thing is real. And none of them, none of them denied the phase or the stage that they were in because they knew that I'm walking in the will of God. And this comes with the territory. Even John the Baptist said, the Bible says, and this is how you know it's, it's secular or circular. Uh, the Bible says that when some of John's, uh, the Baptist's disciples came to him and said, Jesus' disciples is baptizing more. He says he must become more and more. And I, so John says, I've gone from the season where everybody know my name back to manna. He says, Jesus got to become more and more become, and I become less and less. Oh, thank you, Lord. So there'll be season. There'll be people to come in your life that you'll be manna to. Don't fight them. Don't try to convince them. Just keep doing what the Lord called you to. It's a part of the stage and the phase you're in. So let's go to the next one. So if you're writing down reference, hallelujah. Let me say this before I move on. There will always be seasons and phases where what God has given you is needed but not yet recognized. There will always be seasons and phases where what God has given you is needed but not yet recognized. We have to become comfortable with people watching and waiting. It's not up for us to prove it. It will be God that reveals it. It's not up for us to prove it. Just keep doing what the Lord told you to do. It's not up to you to prove to people what God has given you. Just keep doing what God called you to do, and it's up to God to reveal it. We're so busy trying to prove it to folks. Let God reveal it. That's why Jesus said to, to Peter when he says, who do men say that I am? He says, you're the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're no longer manna. I know exactly who you are, and I recognize what you should be to me, Jesus. And Jesus says, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you but the Holy Ghost. Your unveiling is not up to you. You can have the best marketing, the best promotion, the best branding. It's up to the Lord. And in the season that you're hidden, don't get frustrated. Know that this is a part of the stage or the phase that you're in. Hallelujah. So now reference 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16. In 1 Samuel 16, David is king of all Israel. He's anointed king of all Israel. So as I alluded to a few minutes ago, David is in the field. They call him in, though his father didn't think enough of him to call him out of the field. He's called out of the field, hallelujah, and he's called out of the field, and then he's anointed uh, with the oil of the, uh, saying that he's the next king of Israel in the presence of all of his brothers. And I heard Darius Daniels talk about this story and say how funny it is that, Lord, why you had to do it in front of his brothers? They could have called him to the side and did it, but his brother, he'd already said, ain't none of y'all. Not none of y'all. And then you call the one that they don't like and then do it in front of the others. <laughs> it almost sounds like what he said in Psalms 23, that I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And David is anointed king of all Israel. 
and then after he's anointed, yet David still has to serve. He's still in a hidden place, though he's been anointed the king of all Israel. And the Bible says that one day his dad tells him to go take lunch to his brothers. And his brothers berate him, even knowing that he's the king of all Israel. He's anointed. They said, what, you, what are you doing here? You just want to see the battle. Who you think you are? And so this brings me to the next stage or the next way of dealing with people in the stages and phases of your assignment. RBH, revealed but hated. You won't go through seasons after it's manna <laughs> that they figure out exactly what you have to offer. And you got to survive them hating you for what God gave you. The Bible says that David was anointed in front of his brothers, so they knew exactly who he was. You may not have known before, but when Samuel started to pour, pour that oil, in their mind they had to say, uh-oh, the one that we didn't think nothing of is anointed the king of all Israel. And then, you see, you gotta, see, everybody wants to be seen, but when you're seen, can you handle the hate that comes with it? Because the Bible says not only was David hated by his brothers or disliked by his brothers, the Bible says he started to serve the current king. And though Saul knew, because he had been revealed, Saul knew after a certain point that he was to be the king of all Israel. Then the, the, the revealed one became the hated one because the Bible says that Saul would allow David to play for him when he was tormented by a, by a spirit, but then he would pick up a spear and throw it at him. See, see we, if we can survive being manna, then when we are revealed, we complaining to God, Lord, why they keep coming against me, Jesus? I don't understand it, Lord. I'm just trying to do your will, Jesus. And God says, no, no, no. You stepped into another phase, another stage. Can you survive being revealed and hated? Jesus says, if they hated me for doing the assignment of God, they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon said, come on. Come on with it, son. That's right, son. They hated, they hated him without cause. And so we go through different, we go through our assignment, and we get stuck. If we don't get stuck here, we get stuck here. Now people know exactly what you called to do. Can you stand, can you stand when they lie on you? And they hate it. Oh, they try to sabotage everything that you're trying to do. You started your business, and then they start one right after it. It's just like it. Or you, you start to meet with clients or, or vendors or people you're trying to work with, and they tell you somebody that you know been talking about you and trying to mess up your business deal. Before, they just took a watch-and-see approach. Now they know that you're called to do it. But being called to do it don't mean that all the haters go away. Can you handle it in a holy way when you're revealed but hated? <laughs> you can't get to the reigning place if you can't handle being, re being revealed and hated. Because what it looks like ungratefulness when I wasn't satisfied, when I was manna. But now God's taking me through that stage. And now I'm in the stage with people where they know exactly that God's called me to do exactly what I'm doing. But some people still hate me knowing that God called me to do it. And now I'm complaining here too. I, 
Lord, 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 I mean, I know I got clients now, God. I know I got customers now, God. I know that you got people coming to the church now, God. I know that you are are blessing me with opportunities to do what you call me to do. People are buying this or they doing this, Lord. But Lord, why these people keep hating on me and coming against me, God, and they talking about me and all that? The Lord said, can you stick to the phase and stage and handle it gracefully? The Bible says that when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, David said, I will not touch God's anointed. David said, because it matters in this season, in this phase, in this stage, how I handle my haters. David could have become the king of all Israel and said, I'm going to kill every one of my brothers. Remember when we were 15 and you did that? Now look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got something for that now. Yeah, yeah. You, y'all used to bully me and all that now. Look at me now. now, now. So let me go ahead and deal with all of y'all. Because the king had the authority to strip you of land, possession. He could have said, all oh, y'all will be beggars now. But David understood that though I'm in the season where you hate me, I got to handle this stage and this phase properly. Because it's not about you. It's about my development and my becoming. And though, though you're coming against me, you don't even realize you're coming against the assignment of God on my life that's needed in the earth at this very moment. And so I got to handle it because this assignment has got to get out of me. This gift has got to get out of me. Despite how you treat me on the house, I got to get, because this gift is for the blessing of the world that the kingdom of Christ may be extended. So hate, but I got to continue to walk. Oh, thank you, Jesus. David is anointed over all his brothers, and though he has found his assignment in God, it is also the pinnacle moment when all hell begins to break loose in his life. Most of the people who he helped hated him. How you handle when you help people and they do you wrong anyway? Hmm, my God. See, everybody loves people that love them. You treat it, you help them, and they say, thank you. Oh, you, thank you, awesome. I, I thank God for you. But how do you handle, both publicly and privately, when you help people and they hate you afterwards? God says, can you stay in the phase and the stage that you're in? <laughs> Every, David was helping Saul, and Saul was trying to kill him. David, think about it, the scripture we just came from, David had been anointed in front of his brothers. They knew, and yet when he comes to the battle to bring them food, they berate him and say, get, get out of here. Who do you think you are? You just trying to be nosy. You coming against a person you know is anointed to be the king. You helping them, and yet they're hating you. How do you handle it? David could say, my first order is to cut everybody that came against me head off. But David said, no, it was a part of my stage and my phase. Paul said, it's good that I was afflicted. Can you handle being hated? Last part of being people, I'm going to close here. Hallelujah. There will be stages and phases where people will recognize that God has placed something great in you, but will still treat you harshly. It's not hurting you. It is helping you. Their hate is in a controlled environment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When you are in the will of God, Anybody that comes against you while you're in the wheel is in a controlled environment, meaning that they can't, though they may think they can, they can't do all to you that they think they can. I'm in the wheel. And so it's a controlled environment, not to see what they'll do, 
but for you to see what's in you. It's almost like being in science class and you put a rat in a maze and you put cheese in, you may put a predator in there with them and you're looking to see not what the predator do because at any time you can reach your hand in and remove them out of the situation. It's to see how can you handle the hate that is present with you. And so many times we're, at, we're, we're, we're upset, Lord, they're going to take me out. Lord, and it's natural because we see it in stories in the Bible. They're after me. They, 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 they want to get me, Lord. But the Lord says, don't worry about it. Worry about going through this stage and this phase successfully because this is a controlled environment. They can do no more to you than I allow them to. And at the moment, the Bible says that he will cover me with his wings, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that exalts itself me in judgment shall be condemned. So what does that mean, Pastor? That means as I'm going through what I'm going through, I don't have to worry about them overtaking me. It's how I handle the phase or the stage that I'm in. Sure, the winds are blowing. Sure, Goliath is saying that I'm going to eat your bones and take the flesh from your bones. But how do you handle the stage? Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Last one. Thank you, Lord. Do you believe the report of the Lord? David knew that God said, you're going to be on the throne. So no brother, no Saul, no Philistine could stop it. The only thing that could stop it is if he aborts the stage and the phase that he is in. The enemies could come, but they couldn't prosper. Prosper means empowered to succeed. They can come, they can form their weapons, but they won't prosper. Somebody needs to hear that. They can form their, keep doing the stage and the phase properly. Keep following the will and the word of God for your life. They can come against you. They can say that they go strip you of everything. But they, they're in a controlled environment. Do you believe the report of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Last scripture to reference for today. First Chronicles 14. First Chronicles 14. So if you survive the stage where you're manna, you survive the stage where you are revealed but hated. You'll get to what I call AR, anointed and reigning. Anointed and reigning. In First Chronicles, the 14th chapter, this is where David actually takes the throne. He's anointed to be the king of all Israel at 17. He doesn't actually become the king or coronated as the king of Israel until he's 30 years old. 13 years go by where he's in a phase, in different phases and stages, learning people, learning himself, being proved, being changed, being transformed, going through it faithfully so that God can get the glory out of it as he goes. And then he is anointed the king of Israel. So he survived nobody even knowing who he was. He's, he survived people knowing who he is, but they hating him. The next stage that you will go through with people is when you are in the place that God's called you to and everybody know it. And people think, oh, that's the best place to be. But there's new problems and increased responsibility when you are anointed and reigning. <laughs> we think if I can just get to that place, Lord, if everything is well with me and the business is up, the kids are grown, Lord, the church is flourishing, that this is the place where I can kick back and I can do what God says. No, 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 it's still a stage and a phase. And there's still something to be learned when you are anointed and reigning. Because some people think that all I need to do is be anointed. God, if you make me anointed. But I know a lot of anointed nasty people. 
and I know a lot of people that are anointed to preach, but they're not anointed to be good husbands, and they're not anointed to be good wives. They're not good parents to their children. They don't pay their bills on time, but they're anointed. And there is a responsibility that comes in the stage and the phase when you are anointed and reigning. When your song at the top of the charts, when your book just goes number one, when people calling you for interviews all over the world that you never thought would ever think of your name, and now you're doing, your business is, is in 40 Targets and, and 50 Walmarts and 100 stores, and you got the business up. When you anointed and reigning, it's still a stage and a phase. And there are people that come along with that as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David is anointed. Excuse me, no. David took the throne and was immediately met with challenges and decisions and enemies on greater scales. So the Bible says, if you read 1 Chronicles, the 14th chapter, David had dealt with Goliath, the Philistine. If you read 1 Chronicles 14, the Bible says, and then the Philistine nation heard that David had been crowned king of all Israel, and they decided to come against him. <laughs> so David went from being revealed but hated by one Philistine, and he took down Goliath. Now he's anointed and reigning, and not only did one Philistine come against him, but a nation begins to come against him, comes against him, because when you are walking in the will of God, and God has you in the season, when you are anointed and reigning, it's another realm that you are at another phase, another stage, and it's another realm of attack that can come against you, and most people can handle being down, but they can't handle being up. Most of the celebrities and people that we've known, they become millionaires. They were fine until they got it. And it's getting it that destroyed them. Because it's harder to discern who's really for you when you are anointed and reigning. It, it's hard. You got to get down on your face more when you got to realize, see, it's easy to know which door to go through when every door is not open. But when you're anointed and reigning and anything that you want, you have access to. It's harder to discern which God door is a God door and another door is a trap that is trying to get you through. See, there, there, there's going to be people associated that you think coming to love you, but they really come in to pervert the anointing that God has placed on your life. And they're trying to get to rule the throne through you. And so you have to be careful in this stage because, yeah, you survived being man when nobody knew you. You decide being, being reigning, people knowing who you are, but they hate you. But when everything seems like it's up, can you survive that season? When everybody is saying, yes, king, yes, queen, Yes, that's an awesome idea. Oh, you should do that next. Yes, yes. The Lord told me to tell you. And all the time, if you don't stay close to God because you realize, Lord, this is just a season. This is just a stage. This is not always in my life, Lord. I got to stay close to you, Jesus. I got to stay close, seeking your face. Is this your will for me? Though there's many opportunities, what is your will for my life? Lord, I got to fast. I got to pray. Because if I'm anointed and reigning, this is the season where more people are coming into my midst. And I got to discern who is who. Everybody's coming at you from every side. Check anybody. Come on, some of y'all played the Powerball. If you had to win, y'all gonna have more cousins than anybody anytime you ever thought of, cuz I'm going through, cuz. Cuz. Cuz, let me just tell you, cuz, Lord, cuz I know you ain't met me before. I'm on your daddy's side. You know, you know, such and such June bug. Yeah, that's my daddy. That, we cousins. 
and I'm going through some things. You just don't even understand, cuz. And then they find out you saved. And I was going through, and the Lord told me to call you. The Lord said. Now, if I didn't play, but if Pastor Brad had paid the Powerball and won, we would have been filled in here today. Pastor, the Lord sent me here to join this church, Pastor, because the Lord said this is the place to be. Pastor, the Lord told me to join. And uh, after service, can I see you? Because the Lord, the Lord didn't put something on me. And the Lord told me to ask you, Pastor. Nobody else will help me. But the Lord told me to ask. Come on. Biggie said it more money. When you reigning, anointed and reigning, that season of your life, be, that's the season you got to stick closest to God. This is the season where we, send, where we see David's sins revealed. It wasn't until he was anointed and reigning that he slept with Bathsheba. It wasn't until he was anointed and reigning that the Bible says he took a census to see how many men that he had to fight against his enemies. And the Bible says that a death, the Lord allowed a death spirit to come and they began to slay the people of Israel. It was in his seasons of, of, of reigning and being anointed that we see the flaws come out the most. It's where David buys Obed Edom's threshing floor. Ornan's threshing, no, Obed Edom's threshing floor. And he begins to repent and say, Lord, I got to get close to you again. Lord, I've lost. I'm anointed. Everybody knows my name. People are coming from other nations to see what I got. And this is the season. This is the phase of the stage where I need to be closest to you. In every season of your life, go and get it in your mind. There are going to be people. And in those people, they'll be in these stages. <laughs> And, and so for a believer that says, Lord, I want to do my assignment. I don't need nobody. It's a lie. In every assignment, it's going to include people. People to impact and people to impact you. And sometimes people impacting you is for them to come against you. See, we think impact is they're going to speak life into me. No, some people coming in, in your life and God allowing them to speak death over you to see if you can take it and still believe the Lord, even though they're telling you something contrary. Every stage and phase. So some people say, I'm in a season when I'm all by myself. That ain't God. Because you don't grow by yourself. You need some people. You need people. Paul says that I prayed three times for the Lord to take this thorn in my flesh away. But he said, I've given it to you to buffet you. To keep you knowing that you need me, Paul. And people say, well, nobody knows what the thorn was. No, if you keep reading that scripture, Paul tells you. He says, so it was good that I was afflicted. He says that, so I will rejoice when people come against me and say, oh, that's the, that's the thorn right there. Everywhere Paul went, there was somebody waiting to come against him. And Paul says, God said he gave it to me to buffet me, to keep me saying, Jesus, I need you. I ain't all that. I'm anointed and reigning, but Lord, I still need you because I want to knock a head off, Lord. But for the sake of the assignment, I can't let God, I can't do it, Lord. I got to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. Thank you, Lord. That, Lord, you're talking to us about our assignment because there's greater to come. And, Lord, you, your desire is that we would be able to manage everything given. 
And so, Lord, as we are going through these stages and phases, we won't fight your will, but we will trust you and walk in your way. Thank you for your word today, God. We honor you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name.